Welcome to the Bippity Boss Podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a character entertainment specialist, business expert, and six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping you achieve financial independence in the industry of magic. If you are looking to massively up-level your business, your life, your finances, your productivity, and your success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything your heart desires. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and the teachings that you need to create the business and lifestyle of your dreams. I know you will get so much value from these interviews, so thank you for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Hello, beautiful queens, and welcome back to the Bippity Boss Podcast. I am honored because today I have a beautiful one of my Bippity members here and a Beanstalk graduate. Ashley with Crystal Castle Entertainment in Los Angeles, California. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Amazing, per the usual. Just so happy to be talking to you today. So I want to first introduce everyone to you and talk about why you started your business and the progression of your career. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Um, So I'm the owner of Crystal Castle Entertainment in Los Angeles, like Alexis said. And I have been in business with my own company for six years now, Um, but I started way back about nine or ten years ago as just a regular princess. Um, Started with kind of, you know, your lower brow company, wasn't getting a lot of gigs there and moved up to a slightly higher quality company where I was able to work behind the scenes and be an assistant um, within that company. And when I decided to make the move to LA, um, I had to leave them. And I took about a year off and I ended up really missing it and thought, you know what, let's give it a try. Let's go back and um, let's try to do it on my own. And, you know, I, I think it would be a really cool, fun way to make some extra money while I'm auditioning in LA, which never came to fruition because <laughs> now I'm a full-time princess boss. <laughs> but um <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I, I just missed it a lot and I always wanted to be that Disney performer and never had that opportunity. So took it upon myself to make it happen for me. And, um, yeah, I loved it ever since. And it's been full of hills and valleys, but, um, I honestly just don't know what else I would be doing. I have no idea. So here we are six years later. Well, that's amazing. Cause I mean, the fact that you can't even imagine yourself doing anything else shows that you are exactly on the path that you're supposed to be on. So that's awesome for you. When you were growing up, was there like any Disney princesses that resonated with you the most? No, I was not a Disney princess person. (laughs) I was I was the obscure character person. I was the animals character person. I liked 101 Dalmatians was like my jam. And (laughs) I loved all the animals. I thought I was going to be a veterinarian growing up. Um, And I would be dancing in my living room, like just like no expression. Like my mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm Mickey Mouse at Disneyland. Like I was all about the furries. Um, and then, you know, I liked like Esmeralda and like all the odd ones. I was not a Disney princess person. I grew up a tomboy. So the fact that I did like a full 360 is weird, but, um, but the parades and the energy, that's really what got me. Like, I love the just pure joy and it makes me like 
really emotional watching the parades and just feeling the music and feeling the the happiness like you know you can feel everyone's mood kind of lifted with that energy there and I was like you know I wanted I want to be able to give that to other people too I've always wanted to be a part of that and if I can't do it actually in the parks then I'll find my own way to do it I love that that's amazing and I love that you resonated with the animals so much more that makes my heart so happy <laughs> because it's so cool and like I mean I talked to all these princess bosses from all these different backgrounds and all these different you know countries and experiences and you're the first one to tell me that you resonated <laughs> with the animal characters the most so I love that uniqueness I love that you you know had that passion and you still carried it on into your adulthood so that being said, speaking of amazing mystical creatures, let's talk about your mermaids. So when did you decide to add mermaids to your company? I added mermaids, I believe it was 2018. And I started off with a fabric tail um, and a mahina monofin, which are super, super heavy. Um, and then either 2019 or two. 2020 we finally got our silicone tail our first silicone tail so whoa okay so tell me like so I know that you obviously started off with a simple fabric tail and then moved into a silicone tail would you recommend that everyone that wants to add mermaids to their roster start that way it depends on what fabric tail you get I think that if you don't have as much swimming experience um definitely a fabric tail is the way to go just to start practicing the movement. Um, silicone tails have their own share of challenges with them. Um, however, you, I do recommend you get the, the best uh, fabric tail combo. I, like I said, I had a mahina, and maybe this is another mermaid's experience, but I had a mahina, I think that's what it's called, um, monofin, and it was the heaviest thing in the pool. I, it was so difficult to swim in. I could hardly stay above water. Kids would hang on to me. I, I thought I was going to drown several times. Um, like I was like, all right, I'm got to go under cause I can't stay. I can't keep myself up. Um, with a silicone tail, they're actually buoyant. And so while I, it's really heavy, it's probably about 30 pounds and then maybe extra if you've gotten it wet and brought it out of the water with all the water trapped inside, it's closer, you know, 40 pounds maybe or something like that but um it's actually a lot easier to swim in and I was shocked I got it out of the box I'm going oh my gosh this thing is so heavy how am I going to swim in this I could hardly swim in my other tail because it's so heavy and I'm like I'm I'm not necessarily the most um the best swimmer I'm I you know took your basic swim lessons and was on a swim team during elementary school for a little while, <laughs> like, but Me I'm too. not, you know, <laughs> um, but I'm not, I'm not a swim champ by any means. Um, but, um, like, and so I was, I was thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no way, there's no way I can do this. This is a waste of money. I'm not going to be able to do this. I got in the water and it's so much easier to swim. And I felt like a mermaid for the first time. I was like, oh my gosh, I can swim. I wasn't getting blisters. Like it was incredible. Um, yeah, it was such a difference. So in terms of what, you should do like I do think silicone is for more advanced people because I've been swimming as a mermaid for a while and I think it helped that I had the heavier tail first to make the silicone easier because I had to work the harder tail first and so when I got into silicone it was a breeze um, but I think there's other monofins that are maybe lighter 
and easier to swim in so that you're not sacrificing your performance and possibly your life <laughs> for, <laughs> um, for parties. <laughs> um, so I, I, I can't tell you which ones those were. I've never worked with them, but um, I know there's some really great companies out there that have um, fabric tails that probably are easier to swim in versus the one that I got. I think I've purchased one. I think that if you like search in Google and you like look for mermaid tails, there's like, I think it's fantastic or something like that. There's like one of the main companies and um, I ordered a couple different tails from them and I never added mermaids professionally to my company. I only ever did it for fun. Um, mm -hmm. But those tails were actually pretty light and super easy to swim in and really comfortable. So, I mean, I do think like the fabric tails, people can find really good quality ones that are light and buoyant. Uh, however, this is something I've always wondered because I, like I said, I've never done mermaids professionally with children do they notice like whether like is it a huge difference for them on the realism of a fabric tail compared to a silicone tail um it's hard to say sometimes um it i i i don't know like i've had it both ways with both tails i've had kids with the fabric tail i mean like i've had you know holes in the bottom of my fin when my right before I switched over to silicone we started getting little tears in the the fin and kids didn't really seem to notice it you know they you know touch the the smooth scales of it like just that basic scale fabric and they'd be like wow a tail and then you'd get the other half where we're like this isn't real like I see you know I, there's a hole in here or whatever um but it kind of goes the same way with a real tail too like I get still kids maybe not as much on the texture of it but definitely still like I see your knees I see you know you have feet like I can see them like all that stuff is still a question to them um but there I think there's definitely an advantage of the realism of a silicone tail because of the texture to it um but I think no matter what, you're always going to get those groups of kids that are like it's not real it's not real I see this I see that you just have to play it off as you do a princess. <laughs> yep. So it's pretty much the same thing as princess. Yeah. Then. Got it. And then, so I saw your video the other day of you swimming and you had purple hair. Was that a wig? It was 10 out of 10. How the heck did you do that? Do not recommend <laughs> 10 out of 10. Do not recommend. Um, I, uh, if you can, if you can not swim in a wig, do not, don't, it's not, it's tight. It doesn't, no, I don't recommend it. Um, I did it because I thought it would match the costume better, which I think it does. I think it adds a little extra mermaidiness to the aesthetic. Um, and by that time, I had already taken pictures in my costume with the purple hair. And so that's what people were expecting. So that's why I continue to do it. I'm hoping that this year maybe we can get some natural looks in so I don't have to do that anymore. Um, but it is, it's an added challenge, especially, um, it, getting it to stay on a head on your head takes a lot more pins and a lot more, you know, mm, yeah. And then the water damage, of course, um, it's very difficult. If you thought regular wigs were hard to maintain <laughs> wigs that have been in the water. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's so. what I was wondering when I saw the video, I was like, oh my gosh, she swims underwater with a wig. How in the heck does she do that? And I was yeah. like, how does she keep it on her head? How does she, I had so many questions. Pinned. Cemented on, yeah, yeah. cemented on. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult, but <laughs> swim in wigs. 10 out of 10 yeah. do not recommend swimming in wigs. If you can avoid it, no. <laughs> and then that being said, um, so we talked about wigs a little bit. Where do you purchase the majority of your mermaid materials? Do you have a preference? I mostly off of Amazon. So a lot of my materials are the same things that we use at birthday parties. Um, the only difference is that the games are pool games. Um, so for my packages, I have an assistant. Always, I always recommend people. Um, so always go with assistant. It's going to make your life so much easier to get into the party instead of having to ask one of the party people to come out and carry you in or have all the kids go into the house while you slip your fin on. Just, I get ready on the side of the road somewhere behind a car door, slip my tail on, pop into a wagon and they roll me in. Um, and so they will do balloons and glitter tattoos. We do waterproof glitter tattoos and then um, I'll do pool games, but um, our parties are the same one hour to two hours and that's kind of hard to keep kids attention in a pool for that long like they're going to get tired they want to get out like and so um i figure instead of trying to keep them in the pool and swim for that full duration we just bring what we normally bring we have a storybook we have a magic show we have um you know singing and maybe not dancing but um you know you can do some sort of water dance game i've done like freeze dance before in the pool um so all the kind of the same things you just kind of sit on the edge i've done hot potato while all the kids are sitting on the edge of the pool and they just pass the the toy down and around that way like so we do all the same activities that we do on land except it's in the water. <laughs> awesome. And then yeah. do you, I mean, do you increase your price? Because obviously you have to have a person there. And then do you actually increase the price for the mermaid? Yes. So with my mascots who also have an assistant, um, I do have those already increased, but from there for a mermaid, I increase even more because it's more work. There is at least 15 minutes of prep time like getting to the location, getting into the tail. Um, for a silicone, it takes anywhere from five to 15 minutes to get it on, depending on how well the fin's going to cooperate that day. Um, and so there's time, it's at least an hour and a half of your time to get in and out of costume already for that. And then um, additionally, because you're wet, I have to mitigate not being able to do other parties too, like princess parties, like, you know, if you're Belle, you can easily switch into, you know, Elsa or whoever and go do two, three parties in a day. With a mermaid, it's not so easy unless there's two mermaids backpack. It has to be the same character. It has to be a mermaid. So I have to make up some loss for not being able to book those other parties too. So I charge for that as well. Do the clients seem to care or they're just like, no, it's a mermaid. I don't care how much it costs. Um, we definitely have pushback because it is so expensive, but I, I really think it's justified. I think that, um, I've even been told by a couple of my performers that do mermaids that my prices are too low, um, for it. Um, I charge four twenty five for one hour and then, um, a hundred for each additional 30 minutes. And that covers both me and the, and the attendant. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's justified and we've, you know, 
had bookings with it. I think the silicone tail in that instance really sells it too. I think advertising that we have a real mermaid. It's not just a fabric tail. It's a real tail. You can feel it. It moves. You know, this is what it looks like. I think that really appeals to people and they're like, okay, like that makes sense. You know, um, I think we also do a lot more activities than other companies are doing with their mermaids. I think a lot of other mermaids just pool games, you know, very simple, um, which is totally fine. Um, so I think we try to add value that way. Cause like we're already trained to do these other activities anyway, doesn't really, you know, cost us very much to, just tack them onto the mermaid. So um, I think that's an added benefit for our yeah. events too. Yeah. And if anything, it makes the time go by quicker. And I, so I do want to touch on that a little bit because I did know a professional mermaid in Hawaii that I worked with and um, she charged, like, I believe it was $500 for each half hour and she didn't even bring games or anything. That was just for mm -hmm. her to show up. So yeah. I totally get like um, other mermaids thinking that you're, you know, not charging enough, but at the same yeah. time, I mean, if you feel justified in your pricing and you're happy with it and you're happy with what you take home by the end of the day, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, I, I say charge, charge even more. Um, I'm still getting used to, this is only my, this will be my second year, um, with, yeah, this will be my second summer with our silicone tail. Um, so I'm still getting used to actually booking mermaid parties and stuff. And, um, I'm still trying to figure out my market and what people are willing to pay for it essentially. Um, so if, if you can charge that much, I've, cause I've, I've done a little research as, as far as like, I know Alexis, you don't really recommend going off of other companies and stuff like that. Um, but just for the fun of it I went and I asked on one of the gig salad sites and stuff like hey you know I want to book a mermaid what do you charge they were like 200 300 which I'm like oh I don't know how you're doing that but okay um and so um I, I yeah if you can charge more definitely do it it's a special skill that takes a lot of practice and yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, if you can charge more, definitely do. I highly recommend charging as much as you can for mermaids. Cause I think that you can, you, it's worth it. Um, you know, it's just a matter of if your demographic sees it or not, you know, and if they're buying or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, $500, that's where I want to start at for, for mine. Um, so hopefully maybe this year we can start doing that. But as far as last year goes, um, it was 425. Nice. Yeah. And I, I know you did mention that you were working on increasing your prices for your mermaiding based off of mm -hmm. your minimums, which I think is amazing. And I think that you said it perfectly with like, if your demographic allows it, because I know that so many people are operating in different, you know, regions all around the world. So you know, in Hawaii, someone might be able to shell out $500 for a half hour if they're living in Maui or, you know, a really nice part of Hawaii. Whereas compared to like, if you're operating in Oregon and you're operating in Portland, maybe it's a little bit more difficult to find those high playing clientele, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so I totally get, you know, basing your pricing off of your demographic and just kind of feeling it out and seeing what you can do. Because I mean, obviously you should always make sure that your minimums are met, but your profit ratio is always going to really depend on where your, where your service area is. That's a huge factor as well as competitors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, so that's what I'm dealing with here is competitors. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of, we, and being in LA, there's a lot of competition. It's very, very oversaturated. So unfortunately, you know, um, charging what a mermaid party might actually be worth, um, then I don't know how well it's going to go over here. You know, I have people already at $300 for a princess going, okay, yeah, that, that sounds pretty fair. You know, like they're just like, yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, not like, oh, wow, you know, that's great. You know, like, um, and so for a mermaid, like, I think they associate princess and mermaid as being one of the same. Like, well, you know, there's no difference. You're just in water. Like they don't really, customers don't really get it. Like they don't see the difference. Um, and so it's harder to sell them on like why a mermaid is different than having a mermaid in a tail on land sometimes. Um, not with all of them, but there, there are those clients who are just like, why you're just splashing around. Mm-hmm. Like, just like it doesn't kid. take anything. Just like the kids that are like, you're not real. You also have the parents like, you're not really worth that much. <laughs> it's the same yeah. thing. It's like the little version and the grown up version. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, do you have any like tips for any companies? Maybe they've never done mermaids before and they want to incorporate mermaids this year. What tips would you give to someone that's just starting out with mermaids? I say practice first. <laughs> Don't start offering the packages until you've kind of solidified what's going to be included with it. Go to your pool, practice in the pool, practice swimming in the pool. Um, like, don't just start adding them like we do a princess. Like, you know, the minute you get a Belle costume in, like, you can go out and be Belle. Not that way with mermaids. You have to be able to know how to maneuver in the water. Take the time to develop um, kind of your program. If you have any, like, relatives with kids, tr- do a test run first um, with them and see how they're reacting and, and stuff like that. Um, as I said before, like definitely have an assistant attendant with you. It's going to make it so much more worth it um, than to struggle bus it yourself. Um, and um, yeah, I, other than that, just kind of, it's, it's a matter of working out what your package looks like, what's best for you. Like for me, I don't like to be idle. I'm not very good with just mingling. I always like to be doing something. I'm like, oh, you know, it's not worth it unless I'm doing something and like entertaining. Like I can't just like splash around and like, you know, be ambience and have it be worth it for in my mentality. But if that's what your clientele is good for, and I mean, by all means, milk that, milk that. (laughs) (laughs) Do so less work, so much less work than I'm doing. Thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on and for providing with us all that valuable, incredible knowledge and insight into the mermaiding world, because I know for many of us, you know, that have no experience with it, that's really invaluable knowledge that we can all use. So I really appreciate you for coming on. And uh, just for anybody that's listening, Ashley and I are working together on a packet to provide with you all. So she's going to provide you with different resources where she purchases some of her mermaid materials and her gear. And uh, just to help you all out, if you're just getting started. Thank you so much, Ashley. I appreciate you. You are the best and I love working with you. Of course, my pleasure. And also don't forget sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) Any sunscreen that you would recommend? Uh, No, not not in particular. Just don't forget the sunscreen.
Awesome. Well, we'll go yeah. ahead and end on that note. We're not going to do any sunscreen plugs, but, uh, but uh, thank you all for listening and uh, I'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippity-boppity-bankrolls or visit me on my website at bippity-boppity-bankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.